We're announcing today that Toronto and Peel Region can proceed to Stage 3 on Friday, July 31st at 12.01 a.m. For businesses and people in these regions, this is great news. It's another massive step forward. My friends, we've made incredible progress. But as we all allow restaurants, bars, and, and theaters to reopen, we need everyone to stay vigilant. Wear a face covering, practice physical distancing, and wash your hands. And don't, and I repeat, don't have large parties or gatherings. I love when people say, and I repeat, just repeat it. Just say don't. Don't have large parties or gatherings. It's not allowed. Uh, Toronto, of course, uh, is extremely excited about this, but also uh, is uh, showing there's a bit of trepidation. In addition to the provincial guidelines, businesses and residences, residents rather, within the city will have to follow a few extra rules. Here to talk about them, Toronto's Associate Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Vanita Dubey. Welcome to the show. Good to have you along. Yeah, good morning. So what unique set of challenges does Toronto face moving into stage three that other municipalities just didn't have to concern themselves with? Well, as you know, uh, it's taken a while for us in Toronto to get our cases down to a low number. We have actually achieved it, which is really, really great news. But we know that we have to be strong in our public health measures because as soon as you relax them, you see in other places this virus will come back and sometimes it'll come back with a vengeance. Right. Now, speaking of the numbers, and congratulations on getting the numbers down. I think it's been a, a, a great deal of effort and everyone deserves uh, accolades for doing their part to stop the spread of COVID-19. But yesterday, Chris and I were talking about the provincial numbers and the fact that the province releases their numbers in the afternoon and Toronto um, gets their numbers in the morning. So there's a little bit of discrepancy between the numbers that the province reports are in Toronto cases in Toronto and Toronto's numbers. Can you speak to that and why you're looking at numbers earlier in the day? Yeah, I mean, I think as the numbers get lower and lower, the discrepancies may be more obvious. Um, we, we report on probable cases and throughout the day, we may find that a probable case becomes a confirmed case. You know, there are some of these quality assurance things that do happen. I think the bottom line, though, is that we're into, you know, a dozen or less, maybe, you know, not more than a couple of dozen every day for the past several days. And I think that that's the main message. Whereas at the height of the outbreak, we had hundreds and hundreds of cases reported every day. So we have uh, additional rules right now that sit, that Toronto City Council passed. Uh, the provincial guidelines are pretty strict, but the rules, the additional rules are specific to mainly bars and restaurants. Can you run through uh, what Toronto and their residents are going to have to adhere to that maybe other municipalities won't? Absolutely. I mean, I think the first thing to say is the reason why we put these additional measures in place is we've seen that bars and restaurants have been a source for outbreaks in other jurisdictions that have opened, even ones that had very little uh, COVID in their community. And then they opened these places up and they got outbreaks. So because of that, we've um, encouraged, not encouraged, but required the physical distancing. Those, that's in the provincial orders. But to add to that, um, you know, the tables will have to be two meters apart. You can only have a group of 10 people or less uh, per table. The tables uh, can be uh, 
separated by plexiglass if required. Uh, staff will have to be screened to make sure they don't have symptoms before they come to work. They'll be asking you uh, to leave your name, email, and telephone number. So if there's a case that develops uh, in this place, we can actually do contact tracing very quickly. And you'll only be allowed to stand up to come in, to leave, to go to the bathroom, or to pay. But otherwise, you'll be seated at all times. And that's to really prevent that mingling um, and that crowding so that we can prevent the spread. One of the things that struck me as interesting is that we've seen tables on patios limited to six people. Why why increase the capacity if we're concerned about bars and restaurants to uh, 10 people? We've increased it to 10 because the social circle uh, is up to 10. Now, that doesn't mean that you should come with a group of 10, um, but we've just tried to be consistent that way. There is, though, a maximum capacity for the the restaurant, though. So they can only have a maximum of 100 patrons, regardless of the size. If there's a very large restaurant that feels they can do this um, handling more people, they can make a proposal directly to, to the Medical Officer of Health, but there will be an overall cap as well. I thought that the the numbers had increased uh, in stage three to 100 people outdoors or 50 people indoors. Where's the 100 uh, people indoors number coming from? So that is correct, that it's for gatherings, it's 100 outdoors, 50 indoors, but restaurants did not fall into those categories. And so as part of the provincial um, orders, a restaurant, as long as it maintained its its physical distance, could have as many people as it could handle based on those requirements. And we actually know that there are some very large restaurants in the city and some that may think that they can safely handle 250 people, for example, with those physical distancing guidelines but having that many people in one space is still a higher risk and that's why for Toronto we've put that cap of 100 max in that indoor setting but other restaurants across the province have no upper cap for restaurants. As you said bars and restaurants have been linked to new outbreaks in other cities so I would imagine that Toronto Public Health is being very uh, safe here and and they're aware of that. How confident are you that If we see an outbreak, we'll start to roll things back in our bars and restaurants and maybe uh, put tighter restrictions on uh, the the, uh, restrictions that, that Toronto has released in addition to the provincial guidelines. Well, our hope is with these restrictions, we can actually prevent outbreaks. We're going to expect that we're going to see more cases with phase three, uh, stage three. That's what we're expecting, but we're prepared to do our case and contact follow-up when we get new cases. What we don't want is super spreader events where one case leads to many, many more. And we think by putting these restrictions in, we can prevent those super spreader events. That being said, if we find out that bars and restaurants with these restrictions are still more risky we may have to consider either additional measures or, as you say, uh, maybe pulling things back a bit. We've actually done well with our outdoor dining. Um, You know, our cases continue to go down despite having outdoor dining opening. So we're hoping that, you know, with these precautions, we can have indoor, safe indoor dining and being able to go to bars safely. In addition to the new rules for bars and restaurants, City Council also voted to introduce a temporary bylaw requiring masks in all common areas of condo or apartment buildings, including lobbies, elevators, laundry rooms. How important is it that people adhere to this, in your opinion? 
So we added that as a, as a new recommendation because we were hearing from a lot of people that this was really necessary. We had already had it as a strong, strongly recommended recommendation, but putting it as a bylaw uh, makes it, uh, will increase the compliance. And so a condo or apartment building must have a policy on mask use, similar to uh, going to stores. They'll have to post signage. And we, we know that by doing this, more people are going to use masks and are going to make the these common areas safer for everyone. We're seeing uh, and hearing stories of people crowding provincial beaches. And also, even in Toronto, Hanlon's Point, there was it was worrisome, the amount of people that were there, and they're just not adhering to safe, safe social distancing uh, recommendations. Here we are moving into a long weekend. How concerned is the city about the beaches and the possibility of crowding on this August long weekend? We're, we're vigilant. I mean, the, while the outdoor, you know, you can have a, a, a gathering of up to 100, those 100 people all have to be physically distanced to follow the, the rules. And so our enforcement officers will be out not to be punitive per se, but to keep everyone safe. And I think when we can prevent spread of infections on beaches, we can keep the rest of the city safe. And so we just hope we know that our city is listening. We know that people are following. As you said, this is a congratulations to everyone in the city who's done their part. And we, we just have to keep going with it. Dr. Dubay, thank you so much for joining us and have a safe and happy weekend. My pleasure. You too.